0: Hey, Daniel. Yeah. Didn't we forget something? Yes. So we're <laughs> adding this to the front. <laughs> I, it's good. Okay. So we are now proud members of the Voice Press Network. Ooh. So you can find us and other finely curated, independently yes. produced podcasts at mm-hmm. voicepress.com. Great stuff. Check it out. Please do.
1: <laughs>
0: High five. It still echoes weird. Really? Yeah. One more. Wow. Yep. But. Cool. Um, we messed up Our we're back. We're back. But what we want to say is we've been here. Yeah. We're still here. For one whole year. Yeppers. This is the 26th
1: episode. Yeah. The big two six. That's half of 42. Yeah. Which is, we all know. And since we
0: come mm-hmm. out every other Monday. Wait. It's not half of 42. 26 52. is. <laughs> Oops. <laughs>
1: Oh my God.
0: <laughs> keep that. Keep that in there.
1: Now I have to cut what was I thinking? Um, <laughs> Do you?
0: Oh, kid friendly. <laughs> uh, so, anyway. We made it a year. Yep. Here yeah. we are. Because I was like, 42? <laughs> we that's not a whole year. We didn't make it.
1: No. Um, 52. <laughs> yeah.
0: So, anyway. Uh, jeez, I Louise. keep the record books. Yeah. <laughs> well,
1: I just now got the episode count right. Uh,
0: yeah. <laughs> One. Whole one year.
1: year, and we haven't like strangled each other, nope, yet. Um, yet is no, that, is I'm, that I'm a threat? <laughs> no, it's not, no threats. I'm not it's, gonna edit this and keep you good. as evidence. Yeah. Sure, no, it's you been should. really good. Yeah, this has been yeah. so
0: much fun bringing it to the masses. We talked about it for a while, mm-hmm. we finally got to do it. We did a live show. I'm gonna admit that I was a little nervous about it. Oh, yeah, because it's weird to take this thing that's kind of in the privacy of our home mm-hmm. and. Like, you can edit the, right? Like, uh-huh. we have control over the end. Right. And so to do this thing live right. in front of people, also on a clock. So normally kind yep. of the conversation wanders a little bit. Mm-hmm. And this time we really kind of had to stick to oh, yeah. pretty, like, a pretty set one Well, and
1: having four people yeah. involved, too, not counting you and I. Right. Um, Yeah, it went and went and went, like, right down plus to the wire, yeah.
0: Oh, yeah. I mm-hmm. mean, we hit it almost on, the, on to the T. But uh, the guests were amazing. Yep. We couldn't have asked for, a, like, a better set of panels mm-hmm. than this. I think yeah. it was just we were super lucky. Mm-hmm. So uh, if you're a, just now joining us, um, definitely go to www.lookwhatidid.net mm-hmm. and look at the past guests that we've interviewed, I think, yep. There's so, you know, now there's a body of work. Quite and a bit, yes. We've gotten to interview some, you know, kind of the, the crazy thing is we keep getting new guests and we keep kind of promoting the new guests, right? And mm-hmm. the things coming up. And yep. so there's sort of this chance that these past guests who are absolutely amazing mm-hmm. craftspeople or artists or whatever they mm-hmm. do, I don't want those people just kind of slide into the back catalog, right? right. You right. want to still right. share all of those things that are happening. So if you haven't listened to some of the past guests, uh, Chad Moppin was actually A very very early guest mm-hmm. It was how I met him Yep And we have an interview With him um, mm-hmm. And that's the person That brought Death Ray together And allowed yeah. us To do the panel It was so, a pleasure Yeah
1: The episode and This episode Everything we had to do yeah. With Death Ray Was, was it great It was amazing yeah. It
0: went super smooth Yeah um, So definitely check out Past guests Check out past episodes For those of you That have been with us For the entire year I sincerely cannot Thank you enough yeah. To go from An idea To mm-hmm. reality is and for it to be what it's become so right, quickly right. has just been the coolest ride. Mm-hmm. So uh, thank you so much for for coming on this journey with us. Yeah, and hopefully you enjoy. This is something special. And I think mm-hmm. it's something different.
1: I it's something that like it's it's easy because we, it's something that we believe in. Mm-hmm. You know, it's it's spreading all these different things. Everyone's like, well, I didn't realize that about this person if they mm-hmm. know them or if they didn't. You know, it's f- sort of fresh ideas in their head about different types of creators.
0: Yeah. Yeah, And so I think you and I – I what we should do is we should just talk about the year mm-hmm. it, kind of briefly, and let's just throw that on Patreon, and we yep. can give that out to patron members because mm-hmm. those are people who have kind of been on the journey. So I think it would be right. cool to recap right. it. Uh, that being said, you, as a Patreon member – not only are you supporting us and helping us keep this thing going, uh, cause it legit pays the bills. Like we don't have any sponsors. Uh-huh. This is the only income we have to keep this thing going mm-hmm. to do the travel that we do. Um, still a lot of the stuff comes out of our pocket, which is cool cause we love yep. doing it, yep. but it helped so much to have yes. the people that we've had supporting us so far. And we have big plans for the rest of the year. Mm-hmm. And so continuing to grow that support would be really helpful. And in return for that, uh, there's different levels that you can support at. And so some of it, you get some cool items, Um, But for everybody, you get access to longer, uncut versions of the episodes. Mm -hmm. Uh, We gave this episode actually out um, like five days early to just Patreon members. Mm -hmm. Um, And we have some cool plans with it going forward. So let's thank those people, um, like at least our top supporters on Patreon. Run through that. Yeah. All of our fresh faces and existing from
1: like the, the day one's. We'll break our stride a little bit. Let's thank them all. Okay. Yeah, we can do still it. do that. Yeah, so let's do we it. We can. All right. We have the
0: power. A little extra time.
1: We just uh, reviewed this in front of the board. <laughs> Daniel, are you okay with it?
0: Uh, I? A? I? Now you have to ask me. Oh. Aaron, are you okay with it? I. I'm glad we didn't disagree because we don't have a tiebreaker. Nope. <laughs> <laughs> well, I don't know. Uh, this quarter um, from Shire Postman. Uh Yeah. <laughs> They don't still make have quarters. that moon Actually, coin. That's probably a yeah. little weird. This moon coin from moon China coin be weird if they're making quarters. Uh, <laughs> all right, so let's start at the top. <laughs> would.
1: All right, thank you, Cindy, Jeremy, Catherine, Jennifer, Travis, Tyler, Lindsay, Jesse, Sean, Holly Hill, James, Allison, Deborah, Caitlin, Megan, Dela, Dryad Gaming Company, of course, Josh, Alan, Chad and
0: Brian, Brian,
1: Mm -hmm. right down there. That's every one of them.
0: Mm -hmm. So a lot of those people have been with us Mm -hmm. almost the entire time, uh, at least half of them, almost from the very beginning. So thank you so much. I think without further ado, and our guests are going to introduce themselves, but just very briefly, the first panel we did at Death Ray Expo was the art of business. And so we basically just Mm -hmm. sat down with four artists and kind of talked about the business of being an artist. Really interesting panel. I think a ton of good advice for anybody in the creative field, whether you do art or not. Um, We had on that first panel, we had Benji Nate. Mm -hmm. We had Michael Sweater. We had Rob Israel. And we had Maggie Ivy. Mm -hmm. And just an amazing panel with people that had a lot to share. Oh,
1: yeah. Different types of work throughout all of those people, too. You know, it was... The diversity there, what they're doing is amazing. Yep. Great so, people. Without further ado, mm-hmm. enjoy. Cool. I guess Welcome, everyone.
0: This is really low. Yep. I, know. I guess we're going to have to like, uh, really leaning We're lean going to get in really into it. Into yeah, it. Like, <laughs> Everybody's just casually hanging out. Uh, so this is the business of art panel. Thank you guys for coming. Um, we're just going to go down the row and let everybody introduce themselves. But first we're going to say that, do what? This is, uh, Aaron and I've been doing the podcast, look what I did for a year now. So this is actually going to come out as the one year episode. Um, it filmed in front of a live audience like big bang theory does it. If you listen to the show, that makes more sense. Support it. Um, So, but thanks for joining us today Um, we're super excited to have these people guest with us and uh, we'll just start down at the far end and work our way this way you're the far end
2: oh my god Um, (laughs) (laughs) so hi I'm Benji Nate Uh, I think most people probably know my work from comics I did on Vice I also do books for Silver Sprocket and other people i don't know yet uh yeah that's that's
3: it i'm a michael sweater i do comic books as well on i did the one vice a little bit uh i'm currently storyboarding for summer camp island and cartoon network and drawing a young adult fantasy novel called the wizard for oni
4: um i'm rob israel Uh, and do a lot of artwork and uh, <laughs> Sorry, i gotta get I got to get in the flow. Um, i kind of like all over the place. I've done a lot of licensing apparel for like 10, 15 years and then kind of just branched out to my own. I've been doing a lot of stuff independently for bands and uh, YouTube personalities. I'm not familiar with this one. H3H3. So I did this shirt for them, so that's a big one. And then I'm recently trying to get into publishing. I just did an issue with uh, Mad Magazine. And uh, you can see... It's mostly... My most success has been just with social media, so that's probably why I'm in here. Okay. Hi, I'm Maggie
5: Ivey. Um, Oh,
4: sorry, I'll get closer.
5: Hi, I'm Maggie Ivey. <laughs> I primarily work as a freelance illustrator. Um, I also do a little bit of character design for uh, global campus for their animation and media department. Um, I have worked primarily in sci-fi fantasy, uh, book publishing, editorial as well as games. Um, it's a lot of a big hodgepodge of clients.
0: <laughs> and Maggie was the person that gave me the questions to ask. We, we had a conversation. She I was like, I haven't done a panel. I don't know what to do. Um, but Maggie had some good ideas, so I appreciate that. Uh, so thanks guys for being here this panel is about the art of business or the business of art Um, so really we're just gonna talk about kind of like your guys career because I think that's a question a lot of people have is how you get started um, how you continue it as a career how you build an audience so and then at the end we're probably gonna leave 10 minutes for questions from you guys so be thinking of stuff that's better than what I came up with that's the goal and better um, than mine. Yeah. All right. So the the first question I have is, was this always the plan? Because I work in retail selling t shirts to people and that wasn't my plan. So I feel like sometimes we just kinda end up in a spot. Um so we can, take, we can work this way now. Oh, okay, yeah, cool. we'll start with Maggie.
5: Uh, yes, there was no other option. Um, mostly because I, I could not do anything else. <laughs> I uh, was considered severe language delay uh, as a child, but I could draw really well and from life and observation. So I just put all my hours into that. Um and, it's, yeah, that's... So this was always the plan. Yeah, this was the plan. You're rare... This was the plan from the very beginning. Yeah,
0: that... that well, I think it's rare. I might find out I'm totally <laughs> wrong and everybody else is just a way better planner than I am, so...
5: <laughs> I was just lucky. Um, gotcha. Because... And I realized that, too, when I was, like, a junior in high school because I knew what I... where. I knew at least what I was going to do as a career as opposed to, like, a lot of my... Peer, so that's, I'm just like, I know I'm going to go to some sort of art school or art school alternative, and I'm going to work either in um, lowbrow gallery scene or as an illustrator, so. That's
4: awesome. Yeah. Very Rob. Rough. Okay. Um, so, no. <laughs> nothing's planned. I knew I was right. Yeah. <laughs> nothing, nothing's planned. Um, I mean, yeah, I always had like aspirations to be like a comic artist when I was a kid, yeah. and, you know, I always was involved with like, doing type of illustrations, and then You know, I had a parent who was kind of like, no, you get nine to five, you get insurance, you you do that, or you're going to screw yourself. I don't know, whatever. (laughs) uh, So I worked uh, in a lot of different companies. Like, I used to work, I started out out of college. I got a job at Troma, if you're familiar with that. Yes. Yeah, I wouldn't say that was like, that was fun. Not a way to make a living, but fun. (laughs) It was definitely an experience. I made sure when I worked there that I wasn't just doing the job I wanted to like, get involved with, the fun stuff. So like, I dress up as Kabuki man sometimes for events, and that's a whole nother podcast. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Let's say that for now. We can come long. back to that. Yeah, and then uh, eventually just ended up in marketing, and then found myself in apparel. So like, even though I went to college for like visual communications, mm-hmm. I ended up working in licensing apparel for like 15 years, and then after a while of doing it, just getting burnt out. I I was uh, eventually like an art director for kids apparel. And then I was just like, I'm done with this. And I just, while I was doing that, I discovered like Instagram. So like since like 2014, I've been kind of using that. And just like, it started with me just going like, I'm just gonna do like a little post-it note drawing. And you get like five likes and you're like, ooh, what's going on here? uh, Has anybody played in a band?
0: Yes, I was in a band. Did, there. did you play in a band? Yeah, I read some of your comics. And I was like, this guy played music.
6: Yeah. So I started the pace.
0: You guys remember your first show when you like you get up and you play the whole set in ten seconds. Yeah. And I started the pace of this really, really fast. So we're actually great on time, and okay. uh, slow. We can slow. We can take our time because I realized I was like, I just talked super quick, and now everybody's like racing through. <laughs> okay. So we have we have plenty of time. Yeah. Um, More time for questions, yeah. right? We're we're uh, professionals, hopefully. So yeah. Um, Who (laughs) at three o'clock? Come back and we'll have this down. Uh, (laughs) Maybe Um, hit us up, Michael. All right. Well, that's
3: actually a good transition into me. Um, I actually did not like drawing or doing art as a kid. Um, I dropped out of music or dropped out of school to tour in a band at seventeen and did that till I was about twenty, and found that collaborative projects weren't my strong suit. (laughs) And uh, I just sort of started drawing and realized that you could put out comics and not rely on other people to get a project done, which especially in, like, more alternative art scenes is a big benefit, because uh, as anybody in bands knows, uh, it's not easy to wrangle people. Um, Right. And then I just sort of got very obsessed with doing it, and I did a 2,000-page comic zine called Lion's Teeth, and then just everything sort of (laughs) built from there. That's
0: a huge... I'm going to climb a mountain. The first one's going to be Everest. Jeez, yeah.
2: <laughs> nice. Oh, are you done, Mike? I'm done. Oh, can you hear me? Yes. I can hear you. Okay. Yeah, uh, I dropped out of high school, but it was an art high school, so I definitely had aspirations. <laughs> sort of. <laughs> and I I started, I, I thought I was going to try to do fine art, and that was where I was going. <laughs> And then I, I met Mike, and he saw one of my drawings that had a speech balloon in it, and he was like, "You should draw comics." <laughs> and I'd always liked drawing comics as a kid, but I didn't know that I could just draw comics. I thought I needed like more people to work on it, or like a writer, because I didn't think I could write. And he kind of just convinced me to just do it myself and help me self-publish my first book, that ended up being my first thing that made me any money. <laughs> And, yeah, uh, it ended up working out. I don't have a degree still or anything, but, hey. I it either. makes you
0: feel better. Neither does Aaron. Huh. No, or, or me. Oh, we're doing <laughs> Trade great. school sort we're of counts, right? But, you know, we're, we're art, not using it.
2: Yeah. Trade school's great, though.
4: Yeah. I mean, working in licensing apparel and everything, there were guys who were, like, creative directors that didn't even finished high school. Yeah. I mean, yeah. I didn't go to college for that. I just found myself in it.
0: I think having the dream and just chasing it down somewhat. Yeah,
4: I have a certificate. I don't really have a
0: degree. Mine was
4: a so Craigslist ad that I saw. Yeah. <laughs> wow! I was like, we oh, we make certificates wow. for each other, yeah, like yeah. certified best drawer. Misconnection with it. art. Yeah, It was a misleading. <laughs> was a misleading Craigslist ad that I applied to, and that's how I
1: it turned out for the better.
0: Yeah, kind I'm glad. Good. I'm glad that <laughs> that ended this way and not the other way. That right? Well, we wouldn't be talking because you wouldn't be here. Yeah, always good. There's a 55-gallon right. drum with your name on it and yeah. a guy who's oh, really yeah. I'm sad. The, like, <laughs> are, uh, I'm the tar
4: man. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Um, so we kind of covered a couple different things in just even that, I think. But, um, how, like, how how did you guys get to the level where you felt that your art was a sellable thing or where people were approaching you to buy your art, right? Like, did you practice... Like, I guess what would be your path to that, right? Because you yeah. have some people who are like, you really have to know the basics and other people are just just like, do it every day. So what's yeah. your take on that?
5: Um, if you guys don't mind, I'm gonna jump in on this. There's a, there's a couple of steps that you gotta get to well before you can even begin um, approaching art director. It depends on what path you wanna go down. Um, but uh, before even reaching art directors, it depends on what do you actually wanna do and make? Because that certain things require certain backgrounds. Um, So for me, I needed to have a technical observation background, I had a composition background, um, and I had to be able to do it quickly. um, Because I wanted to work primarily in card games for uh, quick editorial publishing turnarounds, um, and maybe some children's books, but not quite. More young adult readers. (coughs) Um, And then also for uh, entertainment production, so things more like pitch for uh, TV and stuff like that. And that's where you get your calls at midnight. where they need it the next morning. Uh, so it depends on what you want to go into. So from that, you have to kind of figure out what your art education requires. So if you want to do, say, like t-shirt licensing apparel, especially if you're doing your own sort of IP or intellectual property, or you do it so transformative, um, like you do, that, yeah. that, that, it, that it, it becomes your own IP, um, you can kind of be a little bit more loosey-goosey, having some da- basic design principles and things like that. Um, the, the biggest thing i guess if you were to start off is having that core portfolio of say like 5 to 10 pieces that are actually consistent if you can if you can have that where you have like in a row either consistent style consistent qual well consistent style and consistent quality or like please have both like if you're going to jump into the industry um, no matter what your industry is, just because it makes it a lot easier for an art director to look at that and go like, okay, this is where this person can fill this and this need um, and they can execute it consistently and they you know they can they can pull it off. Um, so I would say just starting off with those five like go through your education, figure out what you would need and require for that um, and then having those like five to six really strong pieces that are, what you want to do? Yeah, yeah. it sounds. Like I can't tell if yeah.
0: Michael's fixing his hat or raising his so, hand. No, yeah. it. I, <laughs> it's a little bow. But yeah. that's
5: and that's for like freelance illustration like, for like. Yeah,
3: um, I think that's true. But I want to push back on the word portfolio. Yeah. Um, like I have personally never put together a portfolio. My portfolio has always just been this is the work I've done and just Mm -hmm. showing them my completed projects. Yes. Mm -hmm. Um, And, you know, I've been, I'm currently working for Cartoon Network, which is a very corporate illustration gig. Yes. And I don't have a high school degree. Like, I haven't done a portfolio. Like, really? Huh?
5: But (laughs) But do you (laughs) have a collection of work? Sorry. Well, that's what
3: I'm saying. But I think people make and then remake portfolios over and over. Yeah. But instead of thinking about it as a portfolio, just making books, I managed to make a living instead of, you know, working kind of a, job yeah. that I didn't have to for a long time and also the act of like selling it yourself instead of like it being a portfolio piece I, really I totally agree proves with to you, those people that it works
4: yes so I, I yeah. think I'm a good middle between you two I, <laughs> no, well, yeah. yeah. there may be I different approaches to making art for a living yeah. I, I had to start my career doing that and, yeah you know getting into uh like kind of more old school versus modern day. I don't know how, I mean, you already have, like, published work, so they'll probably see your books. So you don't need a portfolio. You already have an established, they could just grab it and be like, oh, yeah, you're perfect for us, we're going to. So for me, it was, like, trying to get into, like, a company, let's say, like, a marketing company or whatever. And as I got each job, my portfolio changed. I always always tell people, especially if you're going to, like, college or, like, an art school, after your first job, get rid of that college portfolio oh, I mean, unless it's yeah, amazing yeah it's... i mean like not just you think it's amazing like i mean you're it's all about you got to like separate yourself sometimes from the art you do yeah so eventually um with instagram social media i was able to say you know what i don't want to be anonymous anymore and that's how i was able to like i said like i first posted like a stupid little drawing on instagram and then it grew from like 10 likes yeah. to 20 likes 50 likes, 100 likes, and then one day, so I was selling, I was making money off my art and making a decent living as an anonymous employee of, you know, working in like, or I would call like an art factory or whatever you want to say. Yeah. And then people on Instagram would hit me up and be like, "I want to buy this," and I was like, "I mean, I'm middle aged now, so this was only a couple of years ago that people were actually hitting me up to buy my art, not saying not they were buying it like Target or." Walmart they don't know who the artist is they don't yeah. care they're just like Star Wars and they buy it you know but they were hitting me up they wanted my thing so I was right. like at, for a couple of years I was like I'm just gonna do this myself and it, like it took me to get my confidence going I couldn't just I wish I could have said that I wish 20 years ago I yeah. was doing this but that stuff didn't exist 20 years well, ago
0: and I think where Michael was kind of maybe leaning into I might be wrong about this is like because we don't necessarily have to have a physical printed portfolio anymore. Like your body of work is kind of yeah. a portfolio that you've done, whether it's on Instagram or.
3: Also, I want to clarify. Like, I agree. I just think the word portfolio can be confusing yeah. to a lot. That puts yeah. something in
2: people's okay. heads. No, because yeah. like,
6: when you
3: look at professional people's portfolios, it yeah. is just finished work. Yeah. Right? yeah, we could say body of work in place of portfolio. Almost. I guess. Yeah, I, I, think I mean, if you changed.
5: get, I'm just used to I'm used to that being kind of the phrase for your Instagram, your website, your everything, and then like you leaning on like. Five—not necessarily it has to be finished pieces that are this—but like five projects or or panels that are in your comic that are like, oh yeah, I remember. Just kind of like just to give a number to shoot for, just because it can be kind of arbitrary. But no, I totally agree. That's—I mean, most of the jobs now that I get aren't really from me applying. Like, definitely not from me applying anymore, <laughs> which is kind of—it's nice, but then it's also like a little bit of a gambit. Um, yeah. But just for for that, sorry. Yeah, I was like, I agree. Yeah. i just uh, <laughs> How dare you use that word for i think the that would blog. also really <laughs> <laughs> well, i understand it does it's like all right you got to have five images they've got to be all eight by tens and I they need to be in a little black book some like, people still get expect that,
6: that.
2: Yeah, yeah i think That's it probably not, depends on who you're talking to like yeah. some people probably do want like very specific types yeah. of portfolios whereas i know specifically cartoon networks like they're hiring so much out of just people from comics oh, who've yeah. never set up a portfolio like in have no idea. Yeah, as long as they
5: can see your work. Yeah.
2: yeah.
3: Also, I'm just—I see so many new people. Not even new. They spend five, six years just redoing the same portfolio over yeah. and over and over, and that is a trap. Yeah, yeah. that is. That and is, like yeah. that's literally like sixty, seventy percent of artists. No, 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 no. Like it's a that's, hole.
5: That is. And I completely agree because I do see that um, a lot, and I see people getting hung up on um, making that like perfect portfolio before even sending it out. Honestly, like. You, one, find the publishers that you want to work for, and when I say publishers, I mean that could be anything from T-shirt to um, actual, you know, uh, you know, the big five publishers for books and things like that, or small boutique. Anyways, um, so I'm just using that like as a broad <laughs> definition oh. for a client. So they, I'm,
4: okay. well, no, you finish yours. Oh no, I was um, just say that. I mean, thing, and again, being able to do things independently, you know, social media and. I mean, I get hit up by people I'm not hitting up. Like, yeah. They're just finding me on like, yeah. Instagram or Facebook or Twitter or whatever. So like that's just changed everything. Yeah. yeah. So I, my little recommendation to anybody who is an artist in here, or a budding artist, make a separate account. Like, don't have pictures For, of yourself. Yeah. Oh yeah, I and know. Right. And then, it's like, you personal and Because that artist. is your portfolio. I mean, if you want to put one pic, I would say like five yeah. art pictures, one picture of you.
0: <laughs> <It's>, uh, <laughs> I'm gonna give this question an A plus. I think that was good. I think that was a lot of discussion off of that.
4: Good job, Maggie.
0: Good um, job. <laughs> uh, so, but I think this is a good segue into something that a couple of us had talked about earlier. Because you know, everybody up here is a content creator in one way or another, right? And I think like how we're getting those audience members to show up um, because it is a world kind of like your own IP a little bit out there as well. And I th- I think everybody up here does their own IP, kind of along with maybe commercial work. Um, How have you personally tackled building an audience or getting in front of people? And let's start with Miss Benji.
2: Okay, so I've always had this theory that people try to do fan art specifically to gain audiences. And a lot of people, as soon as you start trying to do your own thing, just drop out, which is why I think Rob is really interesting, because your work looks like your work and people want you to do your thing with their property. Like, that's a really interesting thing. But I've never done fan art, and I try really hard to just keep doing what I'm doing that I know people already like from me, and that's been just really helpful, just cultivating people that like what I do, I don't know.
3: (laughs) Also, in terms of Benji,
2: um, in terms of Benji like there's, something, there's something that I think
3: is really important for a lot of people Put the cart in front of the horse with like marketing and building an audience like the reality is you have to be making something that people like in the first place to market it like you could spend a million dollars marketing like a bad stick figure comic and you would get a hundred sales on a million dollars but like Benji has managed to make art that people just like in a way that like I've seen her post in places where she had no following and build a following literally in a week just because, like, people like it. And, like, she doesn't really think about marketing that much.
2: No, I don't think about I just, like, I don't know. I, I see things that I do that work well, and then I just do that and try to improve on that.
0: So Aaron and I need to retool the podcast, <laughs> is what you're saying, because we're really yeah. working hard. Like, <laughs> just, just focus yeah. on
2: the things that work and keep yeah. doing that. and Yeah, then, sorry. It'll, it's, something will happen. <laughs> yeah, like, I think
3: effort spent making the product better is always going to, like, product, but, like, the comic or art or whatever you're doing better right. is always better than sitting on Instagram and, like, liking other people's stuff, hoping they're going to click through. Like, that's, like, something people say to oh, do, yeah. right? Like, go yeah. to people's like, things and, like, like their stuff, and then they'll see you in their people. notifications. Yeah. It's, like, yeah. a waste of time. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, if you, you like um, it, if you like it. Yeah. You know, oh, right. if
4: you like it. Something. No. But, like, don't. Like, I think it's gonna be reciprocal yeah. in any way whatsoever
3: but yeah. once you've got something that you know from a an audience of 20 or 30 viewers you can tell what people like if you've got something and you know you've got 90 followers if all of a sudden 20 of those 90 people start engaging with something that was not being engaged with before that's when then you start maybe thinking this is something i need to figure out how to get in front of people mm-hmm. but like until you get that response like the effort is better spent working on yeah, the yeah. actual thing.
2: Yeah, a yeah. lot of people just beat a dead horse and don't focus on improving what they're doing. Like- I,
0: I, and I think that's a weird line, and I know you have a lot to say about this, Rob, but I yeah. think like, um, there is something about making, getting the content right, like palatable, like what people want to have. And then I, I think you hit the point where like, okay, we have this thing, like this thing is working. But then I think there is an element of kind of like how you get that in front of people, like doing the expo today or, right? Like those types of things of kind of like, we were talking about, um, like if we played in a band, you put flyers out to get people to come to the show. Like it's not much different getting the, the eyeballs there. Yeah. Um, what, what was your take on it? Okay, that?
4: so for me, everything, like I said, it just, and when I got in with Instagram, it was very different than it is today. Yeah, I mean, I got in in 2014, so I was able to grow it very organically. Things were chronological was no algorithm I, and I like gained an audience like my first year it took a year to get a to thousand followers yeah and I, I know I don't do ads I don't do any of that crap but like I'm not saying ads are bad They're, right if you can make them work do it ads are bad yeah okay. I'm gonna say well, that. I'm try, we I,
0: spend some money on some ads I'm, I'm it, trying and to, to go be nice or, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I
4: don't, don't want to make anybody feel like they wasted their money
0: do we have any Facebook You're execs in here to. we need to be worried about
4: I don't. I refuse to do the ads because right. all it takes is one account that is respectful and actual tag and credit you. Yeah. Because there are a lot of scumbag curator accounts on Instagram, oh, Facebook yeah. that will take your art. They'll claim, "Oh, we didn't know." Um, you will get more followers and likes from that than you will an ad. You could spend a hundred, two hundred thousand dollars, you might get a couple of spam accounts. Like I did ads. Like um, I'm talking. Like I spent like ten dollars here, ten dollars Yeah, it, yeah, I yeah. never did it again. Yeah. But. It, I was able to grow organically, and like when I mean, you were saying, like fan art, like, yeah, I, I like the thing is, I only draw what I like. So I'll get people hit me up, they'll be like, hey, why don't you do this Yu Gi Oh thing or something? I'm like, uh, you could, I do commissions. i am <laughs> well, gladly draw for you. And like I think you're
0: new. tying back into what Michael said of just like make stuff that you yeah. like and that's yeah. getting that response, yeah. and that's gonna drive that and, natural traffic. And
4: also, as I was doing this, because the thing was, like, I was so used to working for other art directors and creative right. directors and people above that, where I had to please audience, like those people, and I had to make what they wanted, that it took me a couple of years to get to the point where I was doing what I wanted to do, so there's like a slow evolution. <laughs>
0: Water refill. Everyone's watching, yeah. Take, now I have to go to the bathroom. Yeah, I know. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, Benji.
4: So, um, no, it just, it took a while, and you just get a, it, like it was like an organic thing. I think now, though, it's, it's tougher. Yeah. It really is. Like, if you're like going into like social media now, it. I feel like they took something that was great, that was able to grow like community and grow people, and I think it's becoming now uh, like you got to pay to play. Right. And it, it's yeah, I don't know. I don't want to like turn people off from doing this, but it is not as it's not what it was a couple years ago. Yeah,
0: well, I think it just the landscape changes, and like there'll be a new social media in five yeah. years or whatever that everybody in learning how to like utilize oh. that one. <laughs> yeah. yeah it's just, but once again, it kind of ties back like if you're. Because Aaron and I talk to a lot of creative people, right? And the thing that stands out over and over is, like, if you're passionate about your voice, if you have a take on something, that's the thing ultimately that sticks. And so that's the thing that's going to pull you up out of the crowd, right? And kind of, like, get attention on you regardless of how big. Right. Because kind of what we're saying is, like, Instagram was tiny, and it was easier to be the top guy on a tiny thing, right? Like, YouTube or whatever. Yeah. To some extent, right? It was pretty big when I got into it. I mean, now it's, like... Yeah, it's mm-hmm. And it has ads and algorithms and the thing yeah. has changed over time, but if your work
4: Right. And the goal, work that's stands. why my goal was to get my name out there. Right. Like I'm not gonna work anonymous. So yeah, so I'm not gonna be relied on just Instagram or other social media. People will know my name. Right. They'll say, Oh, that's the guy who worked on that or that's the guy who was in that and they'll come to me regardless right. if I if the stupid algorithm lets people see it or not.
0: So. so there's just no magic bullet? We were just hoping just for a magic it. bullet to fame. I thought you had the key. No. I mean, <laughs> uh, but do these four I mean, steps. It, it worked
4: three <laughs> years, four years ago. Uh, I don't know what it is now. I mean, who knows? Like I said, if you're good, I mean, now it you're will here. stand out. Yeah. It will, like I said, it, even with whatever bull crap that they're doing now, if the right eyes see it, the right people share it, and right. if, you know, you just want to make sure people are, if you're, Hosting other people's art, tag and credit. Yeah, that's that's huge. Like, there there's no excuse. Right. So,
2: I actually yeah. don't mind it when people don't tag or credit me. Oh really? Uh, at all. Wow. I mean, that makes the, you a unicorn. Yeah. Like people, when my work does show up on places without credit, people will complain, be like, credit the artist yeah, and find yeah. me through that. I get uh, tagged
4: and so on. And yeah.
2: uh, uh, somebody bought a book from me yesterday because they saw one of my drawings on Pinterest. Oh. That was just there. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so, well, that's good. I yeah, mean, yeah. 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 I mean, it's, most people will usually credit, though. But yeah. if it's out there, I don't bother. There's usually. just a lot of
4: these curator accounts. Uh, one of the famous ones recently was like, what was it like Jerry or something? Yes. But they got the biggest brunt. There's so many like them. I mean, sh- I, I don't want to <laughs> no, I mean, they're scumbags. Oh, a,
5: well, no, not necessarily scumbags, but it's become monetized. Um, and I will say, Uh-oh. I do feel like that those, like what sucks probably the most is that the actual ads within these programs don't work. Facebook ads Unfortunately, they don't really work. No. Um, and that's actually been proven by a lot of small to mid-level companies that have looked through their algorithms and looked through <laughs> the Didn't clicks work. the clicks and shares yeah, yeah. and saw that a lot of them were spam accounts or bot mm-hmm. accounts or people that were not in mm-hmm. the market that they were trying to yep. reach um, or weren't even in their, like, when people like pages, like, your ad, hopefully, if you pay for it, goes to people that like your page or people that weren't even anywhere near the demographic of liking the page or had already liked the page. So it's, it sucks when that's kind of a rigged game. So these curator accounts have kind of become like these small side businesses. And it does suck because it feels like it's... Especially now that they... like Now they're starting to credit, but now they're doing it in a monetized
4: fashion. I got a... Like, it's... it's yeah. oof. I got artwork taken, like... Cheech and Chong posted something of mine. It's not them, though. Like right. Tommy Chong's not sitting there, like, 90-whatever-he-is yeah. sitting there going, yeah. you know, like, yeah, yeah. It, it, it's whatever company's running it. Right. And they're just doing that to tons of artists, and right. they, like, repost it. It's, like, it's totally messed up, because that company's getting paid to do that.
0: Yeah. So.
4: so. Um. I don't know what else. But,
5: hey, back to getting an audience. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, an audience. <laughs> like, so, Instagram
0: has it. issues. Yes.
5: But keep doing it. <laughs> yeah. Because I could, yeah, I could harp on that all day. Um, Yeah, but that said, uh, get on Instagram.
0: Uh, (laughs) I mean, we've all been sharing content for the last two days, right, to build this. And it's ultimately how they found out about it. Yeah.
5: So that's, I mean, if you don't put it out there, nobody finds out about it. Um, Mm -hmm. I I totally agree that you need to make sure that it's a good product. Mm -hmm. It makes it a lot easier to sell. Um, And you need to make sure that it's something that you, not only that you like to do, but that you will want to continue to do because I have so many friends who are like, "Oh, I just want to I want to paint backgrounds and I want to do, you know, matte painting work for movies and stuff like that." And I'm like, "Cool, cool, cool, cool. Why are you painting so many dragons? Ooh. Like why, <laughs> yeah. why? Why is it all creature art?" Like, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Let me <laughs> or the other way around. And I'm like, they're like, "Well, interiors get you jobs." And I'm like, "Yeah, but they don't get you the jobs you want." Yeah, yeah. Um, but can definitely do that. But honestly, I would say um, we're living in a digital age where it's wonderful where um, you can work on what would be considered like LA exclusive gigs in Arkansas
4: or mm-hmm. you know uh, anywhere in the world um, oh yeah I and mean, you can I've reach learned, that I can live anywhere now yeah mm-hmm.
5: that's uh, that. well I mean that's yeah. I like.
4: I moved to te- I'm from Long Island, New York, and then yeah. I moved to California for a job, and then I moved to Texas for a job, and then I left that job, and I never moved again. Yeah. Because I don't need to. Like, yeah. If I'm gonna move, I'm gonna That's move to where I want. And, it. and cost Same. of living
0: here is great. Same. So. Oh, it's so I don't nice. a yeah. Good place yeah. to settle yeah. down. Or nearby, you should yeah. move.
6: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> <That's> <laughs> <moving> we're
0: gonna <laughs> we're gonna bring Rob in. <laughs> <laughs> My wife
5: likes this place. Yeah, yeah. That's a moving yeah, from Santa place. Monica and working the gigs there, and then moving to. Arkansas and still having those same gigs I was just like yes like this is amazing
3: because <laughs> you move it's it's, that. it's actually very trendy for LA like animated animation screenwriter people to move to places like Vermont New Hampshire now yeah right? that's, just because it's so easy to freelance
2: It's gonna be expensive everywhere. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, yeah, that's true. Especially if you're doing get in early.
5: (laughs) Especially because there's been a big trend, especially with the game studios uh, of house lancing, where it's like we're gonna just get you on a, uh, you know, you you need to come into the studio, but we need you uh, only really for like three to six months, and then we'll renew your contract. And it's kind of like great. So I'm like getting none of the bennies, but like all. all of the extra costs that come with like living in the city, and yeah, anyways. Um, but uh, it's digital media, so getting yourself out onto social media platforms, um, and make sure that they are platforms that you actually want to be on, too. Um, I love Instagram, set it and forget it. I go through, I respond to questions, comments. Twitter, I love viewing things, but I don't really participate in that ongoing conversation. So I usually don't post my art on yeah. there because I'm not a participant. I'm not an active person. Yeah, I
3: outright deleted my Twitter because I was annoyed with like my friend's conversations on there and I had thousands of followers on there. Yeah. yeah. It just wasn't worth it. Like I'm all Instagram it's, now. Can you just
0: pass me your account? Like, no, we have like twelve. I actually deleted it. <laughs> so that's traded over.
5: That's that's the big thing is like yeah. making sure that it's actually a, a um, useful tool. Yeah, because I mean, I have a, I have a. Facebook page that is deader than dead that I've like
6: posted in maybe three also, years, and I need to get rid also, of it.
3: Also, you should delete it, because when somebody Googles your name, that dead Facebook account is one of the top results, Yeah, it makes you look bad if that's yeah. the first thing they click. Yeah, it looks like yeah. you're not doing yeah. anything. Like, well, yeah. it's,
5: it's nice to have a cleaned up SEO where it is just yeah. like the things you want people to see being those first, that one, that first page, if you can dominate that first page, it's always so nice, and then mm-hmm. <laughs> and then two, having the first five links be
0: So you did, you actually just touched on something, I think, that's like, you don't think about until you're in the content world, but SEO, like, it's actually search engine optimization, right? So it's making sure that you're using, you can clarify.
3: No, I was just going to make a joke about it. (laughs) Okay.
0: And then a joke from Michael. Um, But yeah, why don't you actually talk about that? Do you want to talk about SEO a little bit? Because I think that's something, like, that Aaron and I have struggled Mm -hmm. with in just, like, like tra- I mean, if you have something to say on it. I think that's I valuable don't, stuff. I don't
3: know how it works. I just know if you Google yourself mm-hmm. and there's something you can control that you don't want there, like a dead Facebook account or Twitter account, like you should delete it to get it off there. Uh, but yeah. I don't know how Google makes those decisions at all.
0: Yeah. I
4: think doesn't it doesn't take a while for it to go away. It, yeah. yeah. It does. Yeah. yeah, yeah. It yeah. does. But I
0: think, but it, I think yeah. there is something, what you're saying, there's something about managing your online presence, right? And yes. like using a consistent hashtag or having like consistently updated content um, that has like search terms people are looking for, like for Aaron and I, we, you know, we make sure that we have a uh, forged and fire winner when we have that person on or, uh, like Deadpool. when we had John Lucas because people are searching those terms and it's going to yes. help drive that traffic. So being smart about, and there's ways to, I, I shouldn't take over this panel, but there, there's ways to look at the words that are getting traffic driven to your site and being smart about that. And I think that's where this conversation ultimately is headed is like, if you're trying to run it as a business, think about it as a business, and pay attention to what's going on with your brand. Because ultimately, Michael Sweater is his brand. Benji Nate is her brand. Rob is his brand. Rob Israel, sorry. Maggie Ivey is her brand. Um, and, and that name is a brand. And you've got to be smart about how you're managing that, right?
5: Um, especially because I have a lot of like friends that started off in like, on DeviantArt or on concept.org. And they actually, for a long time, went by their username. Oh, no. um, you know, and it made it harder later on some platforms they could change their name, but like it made it harder later on for people to be one to believe that they were the ones doing the work (laughs) (laughs) when they started using their real name. Um, But you know, it, it, it was one of those things we're making that transition to because I think a lot of people go by aliases and
6: yeah
4: yeah and you I, don't I kind of wish to. I did at first, but I missed that boat. So
5: I mean, it's like either well, if you go by an alias, make sure that it's like a fake name. Name yeah. I would recommend more than like Pencilator Two Thousand. Like right. <laughs> well, I, I was like, I was gonna make a joke and
4: like post something with like I'm gonna come up with an alias for myself, like yeah. of something gross. I'm yeah, gonna say it. there's a lot of. No, I actually
3: name, names, uh,
0: I made an names alien, either. like a. I did quintessential. It was Aaron's, but now, now I need to change it again. Uh.
5: Yeah, well, I mean, I don't, here's the thing follow your bliss, do what you want to do. <laughs> I'm just saying, like, because, and I'm coming from probably a more like traditional background where it's like, you know, I you know, send off postcards to art directors and I do my cold call. Well, actually, no, cold calls are like, Ancient, but like I do my emails where I check in every three months and like let them know like hey i 've been doing new work here 's this you know um, pounding the pavement, and they don 't really want to deal with like you know uh, e- e- they would rather deal with a, a not practical fake name, but like they don 't want to deal with like moonwolf two thousand <laughs> Or uh, you know, like uh, a title more than a name. Yeah. Yeah. Right.
4: Yeah. It's you. About my that's name you. You're
5: the brand for yeah, the I mean,
3: big. My name party. is pretty obviously not my birth name. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> so, yeah same. So. No, yeah. Uh, that neither is, the neither is hers. You know, yeah. um, but, but my uh, actual birth name, I was working under for a while, but it's ungoogleable. Yeah. Yeah. So when you search that, there was like, like you would search my name then comics. Yeah. There, there were award-winning, winning stand-up comics that would show up. Mm-hmm. And oh yeah. It was just like very. It just didn't work in Google.
5: I, I totally get that because yeah. I, I will say very blessed that like Maggie Ivy is like a very like short but different name. Sounds yeah. made up. It's good. It's, it, hey, it's is really good. Well, my my it's name really good uh,
4: because people think of so many fake names. Well, one people were spelling Israel wrong, and I thought yeah. <laughs> that I was telling people <laughs> that my name was Rob Israel. Oh, and, and, I'm not oh, even oh, kidding. and I can see I'm not that kidding. happening. So many people who would, like hit me up and they'd be like, well, "That's your real name," or of course they would think I'm from Israel. Uh, my favorite though is if you google me like you'll see my art and then you'll see articles on robbing israel yeah, <laughs> which, yeah. so uh, i just uh next year we're gonna which have which not doing <laughs> next
0: year i think we'll have a sub panel called the art of social media because <laughs> we have a lot to say about <laughs> that awesome. i mean it's yeah, cool. yeah, yeah, business yeah. and art are kind yeah, it does, of. It does. It's, it's the same thing,
2: thing. Yeah. yeah but
0: um let's take a right turn okay. and i think like probably in this room we have aspiring artists right like people that are out there trying to get on this panel one day or working for cartoon network or for a game studio or something um but as you're starting i think there's that and we don't need real numbers but i think when aaron and i are talking to people like that first time that you go from doing it for your friends to trying to monetize that work and get it out there what what's your guys suggestion around like how you start to try to price your work in the market that you're in right like um you want to take that benji
2: Oh <laughs> well, that's that's really tricky for me because I don't really do specifically like freelance stuff. Mm-hmm. Uh, I have only ever like self published my stuff or worked with websites. That but you still have to me, price like, the book, right? Like yeah, and I try to price them as low as possible because I don't think that comics should be inaccessible. Right. Uh, it's, I don't think you, a thirty dollar book is feasible for most people. Right. But I don't I think That's why uh, my ultimate goal is to just have a lot of really cheap things that like people can buy, and then it'll accumulate and make me money. <laughs> <laughs> the make money is a but also, part also that it, but also also try to keep it cheap for people. Right. Yeah. yeah.
3: Well, with the uh, like with books in particular, you gotta you gotta think about how they're sold. And mm-hmm. how much they cost. Mm-hmm. So when you sell a book, you know. So if I have a, a ten dollar book and I sell it to you, uh, say it costs. We're going to say for this, it, it costs two dollars to print that book. It's right. a two dollar book in my thing. So I've made eight dollars uh, for that ten dollar sale. But when you sell that to a, a bookstore, mm-hmm. they usually pay fifty. About fifty percent. It's different. Right. Right. So then you know they take fifty percent uh, plus the two dollars. So can somebody do that math? So it's five two. So you've made three dollars. Right. Is that right? Yes. I'm not good at math. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) Um, But, you know, so you have to make sure your prices work in all the different ways you might potentially sell. So, like, if you have a book and you're paying a little more for it and you're making money selling it individually, if a bunch of shops want to pick it up, that actually might not work for you if you haven't thought about that. Because quantity is a huge issue, right? Like, you know, we printed the Death Ray comic and it
0: was obviously as you go up in quantity you could almost double your quantity for like 10 cents more an issue or yeah. whatever the thing was but then you have to be able to sell that product and i think thinking about that but it, yeah i think think about the end game of where you're putting it through
3: also start with the lowest print run possible yeah i uh i i basically did a thing where i got a grant to go to school and yeah i then did not go to school and i paid to print my first comic and i print i printed two thousand copies of my first comic there were not two thousand people who wanted that. Super confident though. Oh.
0: There's still Aaron still have T-shirts on. for sale. We still have People
4: think like small publishing. They probably think like oh two thousand's like a low number. And in reality, it's like
2: no. Like <laughs> that in your house is yeah. Okay. yeah right. Once you see it in a room in yeah. your in your like bedroom, like wallpaper <laughs> the walls yeah. with.
6: Oh yeah. Well, you don't need furniture. Then. No. <laughs> also,
3: you could do a smaller, like, more artisanal version or whatever, like, handcrafted with, like... Right. A, you could pay somebody to do, like, a risograph cover or something yes. mm-hmm. for, like, 20 pages and maybe charge a little more because if you're only doing 200 copies, it's going to cost a lot more to print that book. Like, this thing is, between, like, five and 10,000 copies of a book, like, a book will be $2 a unit down to, like, 90 cents a unit. Like, wow. it's wow. absurd. Yeah. That's insane. Oh, yeah. yeah, yeah. Like, especially once you get up into, like... Like web printing, uh, which is not internet, but like a type of printer. Like, uh, we were talking to a web printer about printing a book, and they literally turn the machine on, and there's 800 to 2,000 copies that they just throw in the trash because they're just poorly printed while the machine's warming up. Wow. Uh, And so after a certain number, you're basically paying pennies for a book. That's That's Uh, crazy. I think
4: they
0: recycle.
3: (laughs) Do you have anything about pricing, Rob?
4: Yes. uh, So I don't. This is very different from I'm doing more like commissions and doing jobs for people. So I have like two rules of things. If somebody's hitting me up for a private commission, or I get hit by people all the time. It's just that's the nature because I'm doing a lot of business with social media. So I have like two things immediately. They'll say, hey, I want something. And the thing I'll say to them is, okay, what do you want? And what is it for? Because if they come out to me and they say, what's your prices? I'm like, I I don't know.
0: So you price to the job and not buy the product. Right.
4: Because if it's like, well, one, they hit me up and they tell me, like, it's just some guy who wants to buy some artwork. Well, I have a set rate for that. And I tell them specifically, I'm like, you don't own this, though. Like, if I want to go make a print of this, right? like, I'm going to do that. Like, what way they call it? Like, buying the apple or buying the tree? Right. So, the, it's a lower price. They just got the original. And I'm going to go do it. If I right. like it, I want to do something with it, I think it's more... It's more expensive to
0: buy the rights to the right. image. Shelf,
4: and usually, that's fine anyway, because if I'm making something for someone anyway, it's something that I wouldn't sell, like if it's for a company, because it's specifically made for them, um, then it's a different price point. And it's like, okay, well, if it's like a local band, or local, I mean, like, not a major label band, I have a price range for that. I won't go, I don't care who they are. I'm like, I'm like I still have like a, a threshold. Right. Uh, and that depends on what they want too. So if they come back to me and they want like, crazy, like, uh, insane, poor thing, I'm going to tell them, like, sorry, this is going to take a really long time, if they don't have the money. Like, so right. it, it's all, it's price per who it is and what they are, but I always try to do that in the beginning, I say, and then I ask them, too, what's your budget, and the ones that can't answer that. Are the ones that have no budget. Like, mm-hmm. if you can't answer that question. That's then always my answer. you right. <laughs> I don't have an answer. <laughs> <laughs> well, the thing is, because they, they want you to say something, and I refuse to, because I don't know who I'm talking to, right. you know? And I've gotten, like, con where I find out, like, they're, like, I'll look them up, too. Like, if they hit me up, I'll do, like, a little Google search, and i am be like, okay, this is a big company, or this is, like, they got a big web store, and they're, yeah. you just got to be careful. You just got to research as you're, uh, who you're, when you're talking to them. Right. Just yeah. don't, they yeah. want you to just say something quick and easy.
2: You did remind me about something that I forgot I wanted to say. Yeah. Is um, I, don't, I don't do uh, anything I don't own, which is why my, <laughs> my accolades for being here don't really seem as impressive. But I turn down things because I, I won't have any ownership over them. I ghosted Boom for doing <laughs> Adventure Time Comics because they don't pay enough. And also, I, I just don't want to work on anything I don't own. I did the comics for Vice because they only paid me 600 a month, which was just enough for rent. And how many is that though? How many are you doing for that? Yeah.
4: How many, how many what? Like how how, ma- many, how many, many comics do you have to do to get
2: that? Uh, I didn't have to do any certain amount, like I could have just done one page. Oh. Like, but I owned the rights to everything and then I That's printed the book yeah. for that wow. after with a creator owned publisher. Mm-hmm. It was, it was basically paid advertisement. Yeah, so I just completely so that's good, no, yeah. own that. And I can like talk to animation people about it because it like belongs to me. Yes.
0: And I think owning IP in the world we're in right now is so, so content yeah. hungry. If you have a good idea or like a good take on something, like that's a really valuable thing to retain.
4: Mm-hmm. Uh, the one good thing I have, too, is uh, social media shaming. Uh, where people have stolen my artwork, mm-hmm. I've had artwork put on T-shirts and oh, yeah. like oh, yeah. I had people hit me up, I, and I have like and the thing is, if people think they could get away with it, but my followers will contact me. They'll take mm-hmm. a picture of it. They'll be like, I had a, a fan of mine who lives in Argentina, and there was like a a pretty big fashion company down there, and they literally stole my artwork. It wasn't like I mean, it was exactly it, and. You just you bring it up on Instagram. I always love the people who are like, "Get a lawyer." I'm like, I'm like, oh, okay, yeah, let me. Get Have a, you ever priced a lawyer? <laughs> up, LA Law. uh, let me call him up. Let me call him up. You need two exactly. vice deals yeah, for
0: sure. Right. Like a LA, like, lawyer
4: is like, listen, this is probably like a couple hundred dollars of money here. At you know? least. Yeah, the lawyer's like 500 an hour. Yeah. yeah go away. And like I'm like, I don't know. It's usually, I, the people who say that I usually just ignore that. I'm like, okay, thanks, <laughs> but uh, it, the great thing about social media is people love, the one thing people do react to is they want to like, they'll come on those people's pages and mm-hmm. they will just harangue the shit out of them. Yeah. Sorry, I'm cursing. Uh,
0: I just have to bleep all this out later. We're a family friendly show till you showed up. No. <laughs> Sorry. Yeah. Uh, it's all good.
4: Well, I'm just going to curse now. <laughs> you, you can pick your own sound. You know, now that you told me I could curse, I won't. If you told me the opposite, Oh, Yeah, just, uh, yeah no right, right, right. Uh, so. Yeah, people will go on there and they'll be like, "This is Robert Israel's art. This is Mm -hmm. you know, piece of crap." Like people, (laughs) it's like, "Hey, whatever, whatever works." But that's one of the good things about social media is like, it does get like people from other countries and or people in other states that think they could get away with stealing work. And the funny thing is, I've actually gotten gigs from people because of that. So the companies (laughs) that have stolen my artwork, that's sick, (laughs) and they'll claim they didn't know. They'll be like, "I don't know," or they. The problem is, there's scumbags out there that will. Google and find artwork, and then they're getting paid to do a layout. And so that's what happened. Oh, like one yeah, guy, and I'm like, that's my artwork. I'm like, literally, they just went to my Instagram page, took the square, and put it on your packaging. And he's like, yeah, it was like a res. I'm like, well, yeah. Because <laughs> they took it from me. Right. <laughs> so that's how I get all my money now.
3: Yeah, I mean, I have, I have one particular design that's heavily bootlegged. Like, if you oh, Google yeah. the search term, there's probably 70 or 80 people bootlegging it right now. Yeah. And, you know, the company we I work with to do that, like, we have lawyers and legal representation. We basically just decided it's not worth the time or effort to even think about it right. until it shows up in Sun. Like, right. if it shows up in Sun that's basically <laughs> a payday for me. Right, right. Um, so well- we're just not even thinking about and it. And
5: unfortunately, like, China and just kind of the East in general is the wild west of copyright. Um, oh, yeah. they
3: have cattle. When you get that's a pin insane. printed in China, they will then put that pin into one of their catalogs oh, yeah. that they sell to distributors. Yes. Like that's how my but stuff got bootleg basically. That,
5: well, and I, I will say too, it's actually become now a selling point on yeah. Alibaba that they won't steal your work. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's the thing.
4: I have a, you know, I do, like I said, I do a lot of fan art or derivative artwork. And yeah. so I've had some some of the stuff I was most famous for was like doing a lot of Rick and Morty stuff that has been so freaking bootlegged and as one that's just gotten out China literally traced it it's a tra- I'm like I'm looking at it I'm like that is my artwork but it's a really <laughs> shitty vector trace right and I constantly get people it's all like the local weed store. so like if you're on like some the Strand or Wharf or whatever and you see one of those lame like bonk shops Guarantee you going to see the thing in there, and I always contact them, and they never give up their vendors. They're always like, right. They're like, oh no, I got it for something in China. I'm like, okay, what's the company? Because it's, it's
0: so like, hard to fight it.
4: I mean, the thing is, it's like, yeah, and they're buying it for nothing. I mm-hmm. was gonna say That's they thing. don't even know. They just... They They know. They know. They know. These people know. Um,
5: So I want to go back to the pricing your work, valuing your work. Um, These are numbers, but they're not hard rules by any means. It's just kind of like a good goal to kind of hit for. Um, Like what you guys were saying with having it be your own merchandise, you do want to shoot for like an 80% uh, profit. just because it it helps out, especially if you're doing it yourself, it's your own IP, things like that. So we're talking like prints, t-shirts, things like that. So that's a good rule of thumb as far as pricing your work. So you take the cost and then kind of add that 80% on. Um, If you're working with, say, um, wholesale, or working, so it's still, you're in charge still of making that manufacturing, making those prints, making those greeting cards, or t-shirts, but you're selling it to a third party, um, and they're buying in bulk, back to what you were saying, which is uh, that 50% uh, is typically what they buy it for, is 50% cheaper than whatever you're selling at retail, so that they can sell it then for 50%. Yeah. And that, once again, you may not get that um, lovely 80 cut, but like <coughs> typically you wanna try to keep it to a, a 50, 60% pro- profit for that. Um, and it depends on if, if you like that stability, or if you feel that that's like a constant client that's gonna keep coming back to you. Um, for freelance gigs, like Rob was saying, um, you wanna know what rights that they want, um, how many publications that they've done beforehand. Um, so there's something called First, First World Rights, um, which are the, it, it's everything from digital, pro- actually I think they even have to specify promo, because I always see an extra little clause in my stuff. Um, but basically, it's like, all right, this is the first edition of the book, and I've pretty much like licensed the cover from from you for the first print of that. And then people have to. And I've actually been getting into a bit of a not a kerfuffle, but they the imprint company was bought by another publishing company, and they did a second edition book, and and now they're backtracking with me. Oops. Oof. Yeah, and so and. It's, it's one of those things where, um, one, that also sucks because you have to be on it all the time because I didn't even know about that because that was like a project from yeah. like five, six years ago. And I just so happened to Google it and was like, oh, wait a minute. <laughs>
0: hey, guys. So we're, we're yeah. coming close oh, okay, on time. No. So I just want to give you guys the opportunity for like um, kind of any piece of advice that you feel like we haven't really touched on for people that are working towards becoming you, right? Um, so if you guys have anything, like I just wanna give you, give you a moment for that and then we'll open it up for questions to you guys. Um, they'll be better than anything I've asked, I'm sure. So uh, if you guys wanna start and just kinda of like anything that you have to say is just kind of a final piece.
5: Um, uh, real relationships lead to real work. That doesn't necessarily mean that you're friends with everybody or that you're a doormat or doing favors. Um, it's just clear communication and actually,
6: like
5: uh, The best references I usually get are from my friends. Best gigs I've ever gotten are from people that I've made. Not necessarily a super close, intimate, genuine connection, but like we met, we were good acquaintances, and, and yeah, real relationships lead to real work. And Plus that just sounds <coughs> cool. <laughs> it's, oh. a good, it's a
2: good thing. <laughs> also add to the real relationships, it's like, yeah, the, if you have any local conventions... Or expos or shows, go to them. Like people are always looking for people there, and meeting someone face to face, like it, they stick with you. Like as opposed to just emailing somebody or following them or DMing them on Instagram, like face to face meeting with people is really important. Uh, That's it. I I tend
4: to put my foot in my mouth, so (laughs) better um, (laughs) anonymous. Um, yeah, go ahead. Go ahead, go ahead. No, no oh, I mean, just draw, do what you like, and just keep working at it. I, you know, I get hit by people all the time. They ask me, like, how do you do this? Or, how do you do that? And I'm like, I don't know how to, I can't answer that. I'm like, you just got to keep doing it, but you also have to be willing to rip it apart. Right. Like, and that's the one thing I've learned. I, you know, it's like I said, I wish I became, like, an independent artist at 20 and didn't do it later. But having to go through, like I call, like, boot camp, dealing with, like, these very brutal licensing apparel people mm-hmm. dealing with licenses and like, you get, you you're tr- it's almost like your eyes being trained, you're seeing things better. And I've been able to take that and use that in my artwork. So you just gotta like be able to accept criticism in any way, po- and, like reasonable criticism. There are people who like, will, who just wanna rip you apart. Oh, like yeah. that's, and you gotta be able to know that from actual criticism. Right. Yeah.
3: My advice to new people trying to get into anything is always don't get caught up on striving to be the best person in the room. You know, like when you go to a major company, you're going to see these great people you know of at this company, like at a comic company, and it's unreasonable for you to try to be them. But if you think about it, just get better than the worst people in the room and be able to complete projects. (laughs) Uh, Yes, Yes. that's that's the goal. If you look at any company, you can find four or five people who you can realistically not to be mean to them, but you could probably get as good as them. Yeah. No, and like we're, li- we're in a culture where a lot of people, for some reason, can't complete projects the same way people used to be able to. Yeah. Man, deliver if you can complete time. a graphic novel and it can be mm-hmm. mediocre, yeah. you have a job. Yep. Yeah. Like, period. It's, oh, yeah,
0: it's
6: deadline.
4: deadline. It's just for for um, sure. If you yeah, deadline.
3: Like, if you look at any company, they're all putting out pretty mediocre material. And, yeah. like, if your first project, like, it's not going to be a masterpiece. <laughs> but it's you know? yeah, but like. Just don't done. strive for that greatness. Like, <laughs> do that after you do the mediocre so actually, thing. I,
4: yeah. I do have one thing um, that, uh, since you brought that up, that has been a, an advantage, especially working on licensing power. Well, I would have like, a salesperson come to me at like, 4 o'clock on a Friday and say, I need a whole package for Walmart. Yeah. And I would be like, what? But that's trained me to like, do artwork on the side. So when people tell me, when they say to me, "Like, hey, I need this from you, and I give it to them even like in a week, yeah. they're like, whoa. Yep. Like they're so used to dealing with artists that just vanish. For- yeah. Yeah.
5: that's Neil Gaiman has the, the three major, and I'm, I don't know if
4: it's just him
5: and maybe he took it from somebody else, but I was introduced to it. It's um, be good at, if you have all three of these things, you'll you never starve. You'll always have work. If you have two of them, awesome. That's like a great job, which is be good at what you're doing. Be responsible and quick with what you're doing. <laughs> And be easy to work with. So it's like keep up good communication, hit your deadlines, and if you Whoops. can be great at it, oh, then yeah. <laughs> <laughs> how are you here? Even, if you can get, you can get <laughs> can just go. two of those even. So just be nice to work with know. and so, okay what you, <laughs> you do. You okay.
6: We
0: have pretty much exactly 10 minutes for audience yeah. question. Aaron, uh, my uh, cohort, did I miss something, Benji? Oh, what? Oh, oh no, I yeah, just... Oh, yeah, sorry. Go. Did, did you have something to add no. for advice? No,
2: I did not. Uh, Do you have advice in. for me? No. <laughs> Don't worry about quitting your day job too soon. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh. That's, yeah. It. That's yeah. it. That's it. I, That's it. I'm done. Yeah.
5: When you're reaching, out, so for traditional media, when you're reaching out for art directors, please, I I have told so many of my friends who have had a job at a studio or things like that, send out your your work, since we're not using the word portfolio, um, <laughs> send out your work to those art directors six to eight weeks in advance from when you're planning on quitting your job. Please, please, please. These people don't get to go through their emails like at, super the, rate, quick. at yeah. the rate that you think that they will. Um, so if you do plan on doing it, don't quit your job, then plan on working on those images to create that perfect portfolio. Mm-hmm. Just send, send it out and yeah, because they won't even write back like, hey, I got your email, I'm gonna look at it later. Like,
6: so really quick
3: the stress yeah. of doing art very quickly for no money early on I would have gotten so much farther so much faster if for the first two years I was professionally working I would have had a job at Target yeah like it would have been easier and faster yeah mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Um, so I think for the question format what we'll probably
0: do is like let you ask a question why don't you pick the artist that you want to answer that question because otherwise we'll probably just get one question <laughs> um, we have a lot to say about business but does anybody have a question <laughs> Just raise your hand. I'll come to you. Yeah. Thank you, person. We planted in the audience Not a while
6: quickly.
0: ago. <laughs> Hi. What's your name? Uh, at Outhouse. Um, as a design educator, sitting here in front of a panel, nobody has a college degree. Is that right? <laughs> no,
6: I do. <didn't. laughs> is, is we there, picked a bad plan. It, yeah, does, <laughs>
0: does anybody want to say anything about? Like, do you think
3: it's um, overvalued now to have a college degree as a creative, or is it just something that was just circumstances for all of you, or? If you have to take out a loan, you're getting scammed. Don't do it.
4: (laughs) Yeah. Um, I mean, it just depends what you want to get into. Yeah. I mean, if you're going to be like a designer, like you're not getting into like making lowbrow art on Instagram or. Have a comic and you want to be a graphic designer or a designer, yeah. a higher education is good. So, no, I'm not against that. Yeah.
0: I mean, it'll help you land a guaranteed paycheck, right? So, if oh, you're working no. for a giant firm, no.
4: I'm not a professional artist. It'll make you understand, like, typesetting.
0: I was trying to curting, help. I was wedding, trying to help. Okay,
4: you know, things that people don't appreciate can, anymore. Can I jump in
5: it? real quick? I'm so sorry. This is something I'm very passionate about. I'm. I'm very educated. I don't have a degree because I've done all of the alternatives. So please look into, please look into schoolism. Please look into online courses um, because they have gotten so much better. Oh, workshops. T- workshops. Oh, workshops. Yes, yes, yes. <laughs> uh, and if you want to do classic realism, I was trained, um, I, you know, I say the Florence Academy of Art in Florence, Italy. It, It was a converted parking garage, you know. But it was like I got a kick-ass education in something that no fine art program is giving. So look into alternatives because the art education is out there. Unfortunately, there's so much red tape, there's so much bureaucracy that a lot of programs, like, I mean, what, KCEI, like, got rid of their... the illustration program for like two hot, you know, two years and then they realize like, oh wait, this is an actual industry where people are working, and they had to bring it back and rebuild it from the ground up. So it's like
3: the it's best.
5: overhyped, unfortunately, because it does cost too much.
3: Yeah. The best comics education program in the United States is the sequential artist workshop in Gainesville, Florida. They operate out of the back of a strip mall. Yeah. Uh, award-winning cartoonist, the best inking Uh, teacher I've ever met in my entire life. I went there for a few months, it was too hot because it was Florida, uh, and I had to leave, but like, it's a few thousand dollars for the year, it's non-accredited. No one at Cartoon Network, no one at Oni Press, no one at Vice, at any place I've ever worked has ever asked to see my degree or credential. It's never happened. Absolutely. Um, And that school's great, and there's tons popping up. There's one in Pittsburgh, uh, the Cartoonish Residency Room Home. It's amazing. Award-winning great cartoonist. A better, more renowned cartoonist than you will find at any major college. And I think
0: you bring up a good point of, like, you guys are all seeking further, farthering your skill set, right? So the question maybe becomes, like, what's missing a traditional uh, institution? They have to teach you
3: math. Right.
4: (laughs) 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 So just narrow the focus. I went to college for visual communications, so I wasn't going for cartoon illustration or comic or any of that it was really just for like marketing and advertising so i think it all the, and it was a state school so right. i didn't go to like sva or like yeah i don't have thankfully don't have like student loans that i like <laughs> but it just depends on what you want to be i mean yeah. that's really what it comes down but to
0: do do we have another question because i think we can talk about this no, for no, a no, long no. time I, yeah. can
5: i add just one last thing to it one and then we move on? i promise six words all right cool um <laughs> go go to the school for the teacher um, kind of back to your thing, because it's what you want to do. Because the thing is, is what's nice about these alternatives is that you can go specifically for that instructor. Whereas when you go to a state school, maybe they're not teaching that class that year. You don't really think about that when you're 18 years old. You're just like, oh, okay, cool, I'm going to go to this thing. Yeah. Um, really research the people that are actually teaching the course. Um, not necessarily the course itself. Because uh, that's where you're going to get your information from. All right,
4: bye.
3: Don't take it alone.
4: Uh, I'm Rachel. Uh, do any of you struggle with imposter syndrome, and how do you deal with it? With
3: what every day?
0: Oh wait,
5: no. <laughs> I, not necessarily imposter syndrome, but I feel like I'm a very good con man, and I'm like one step ahead of getting caught. <laughs> That's what I feel like right now. <laughs> I do feel like I'm solidly me, but I'm like, when are they gonna catch
2: on? <laughs> oh yeah, no, I fully feel like I do not belong here, and it's fine. I just kind of ignore it. <laughs> I just like, other people like what I'm doing, so I'm just not seeing what other people are seeing. Like, I can't be my own judge, and I will never try, even if I think I'm garbage, <laughs> it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter what I think, it matters what yeah. the people hiring me think, like, people buying my books think.
3: Also, very famous, talented people I've met are imposters. <laughs> so, like, <laughs> yes. legitimate, just like, oh, you don't like this,
4: you're like, in this, like, just do it. Mm-hmm. Like, I'm dumb. What do you mean by that question exactly? Like when
0: you don't feel like you meet up, like with everybody around you, or is it real? Oh. Yeah, I don't care (laughs) what anyone
1: thinks. Rob is an anomaly. Do we have a last question? The question I have was actually in response to the. Uh, Educator, uh, where I work, we do a lot of hiring of illustrators and uh, animators, and we never look at the degree. We're just, I mean, we look at the work.
5: Yep. I I can vouch for that because I work there. Because that's all we (laughs) care about. Yeah. I remember coming in uh, to that job actually with a resume, uh, and David, my uh, supervisor for Global Campus for their character animation and um, uh, character design. And he, I was like, "Here's my resume." He's like, "Okay, that's cool." But like, I, I, we had my website pulled up on his computer. He's like, "This is kind of all I really needed yeah. to see." I'm like, oh, "Okay." So yeah. that's yeah. Alternatives, please look into him. That's we, we can
0: probably do so one more cheaper. question. So that was that was pretty fast. Too. We've got a guy up front. Yes. Yes, sir. Um, Siddharth. hey. Um, so I don't know if you guys have heard of this uh, idea that the hundred true f- fans. Like, if you have just 100 true, true fans yeah. who will buy everything you, you make, that's enough for sustenance. Like, where do you lie on that, that idea? Is?
4: I, mean, I believe in that. I mean, like I said, like, I have two Instagram accounts. One's 92,000 followers, and one's 7,000 followers. And I've noticed I'm getting more success on the 7,000 follower one. I mean, because like, I've told people, because I've been having issues with the algorithm, so I've like, follow me on my other account. So the people that are actually seeing it are following me on the other account. And yeah, I've learned that. I've talked to people who only have like two hundred followers, but those two, out of those two hundred followers, yes. there are a hundred followers that are constantly hitting them up for commissions. So that's mm-hmm. enough to sustain. Oh,
6: yeah.
3: I think it's a thousand
0: fans is the is yeah. yeah. like that, yeah. Arbitrary. But yeah. Um, we need everybody in the room to subscribe to the podcast for <laughs> us to be able to do this. So please just go ahead and subscribe. Please. To look I'll what do it I for you, you. Okay.
3: on all <laughs> podcast apps <laughs> because we're not sustaining yet. Yeah. <laughs> also also in regards to like In relation to that, um, the word "true fan" is very important in that article. Yeah, you have to be somebody's favorite. Uh, We personally know a lot of cartoonists that have three hundred thousand, half a million followers on Instagram who are not making a living because they're just funny. They're just part of their feed.
2: Yeah, they're invisible. Like they're not like it's not some something they give money to. It's something that they look at on the internet, think is funny, and keep scrolling or something like that. I I, they just treat it as a meme. Yeah.
5: Uh, I was actually very surprised because I thought that I would be doing like a lot of different jobs for a lot of different people, and even with um, the gallery work that I've done, I thought I'd have a lot of different clientele. And I find that it back to that that um, two two 1000 depending on depending on your budget, your lifestyle, <laughs> how many you need, how many you need to have. Um, but it is I have a core group of people that have like constantly bought for me. I will say that does fluctuate and change. Those people move on, so you do have to constantly be like, bringing in that fresh blood, oh, yeah. but um, that's, I was very surprised that like, I had, a majority of my paintings were going maybe only to 20 different people, um, and then there would be an outlier every now and again. Um,
3: yeah. so also, in terms of like social media and followers, the people whose books I always buy, like every time I see a book I'm buying it, I don't follow any of those people on Instagram. Mm. Like Louis Trondheim is my favorite cartoonist. Yeah. I own a lot of his stuff. I would pay hundreds of dollars for an original piece of artwork. I don't even know if he has an Instagram. Yeah. Right, so these so numbers are kind of yeah. not as useful as you okay. think.
5: Because yeah. I, I, I know we've been Instagram-specific, but like, have, how do you guys handle newsletter? Well, like, I was gonna say, how do you find that information? Just curious, where does he put that
3: out? I mean, it's the most important, Marketing that exists is word of mouth. Oh, His okay. work is yep. so good that every time it comes out, yeah. everyone I know brings it up. Or, oh, okay, or at least a portion. Okay, i so um,
4: talked a lot to on like specific sites. Or- uh, I was just curious. I don't
3: know of any sites that cover him. He's a French cartoonist. Yeah, uh, and he's, oh, okay. he's just he's good enough that there's at least fifteen or twenty people I know of That's are going to bring it up when he puts out like that That's yeah. awesome. Yeah, I want to thank you guys
0: so much for doing this cool. panel. Thank Let's you so much for Benji, Michael, Rob, Maggie. Thank you, guys! Yay! Uh, Congratulate yourselves. host Aaron. Hi. This is our one-year anniversary uh, live audience podcast. Thank you guys for coming and hanging out. We have another one at three o'clock. Mister Tyler used to do sound for us. He's back for. Uh, this, so I'm just saying hi to you, Tyler. Hi, Tyler. Um, but thank you, guys. Tell everybody, if you had a good time at the panel, yep. subscribe to Look What I Did, because we have to get yep. to a 1,000 people um, We're trying. that really love us. <laughs> so thank you, guys. Yep. Have a good one. Keep the sticker that was
1: in your chair. Come see us. Look What I Did is produced by Aaron Dotson and Daniel Quinn. Sound designed by Daniel Quinn. Our digital director is Heather Hill.